going on out there, everybody? And welcome to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. Thank you for joining me for this conversation. As you know, we're going to chop it up, put a bow and tie, and finally end the 2021, well, I should say 20, the 2020 football season in which the Kansas City Chiefs took on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And... Coming into this game, I could give you the stats, and you know by now I'm sure you've read and seen everything that went down. I'm not going to sit there and give you an analytical perspective on why the Chiefs lost this game. I'm just going to give you my opinion briefly. Um, this looked like a game where Tampa Bay knew that they needed to do a whole bunch of things right. And Kansas City, they just had a look like they got punched in the mouth and didn't like the way it felt and just said, you know what? We already have a Super Bowl ring. We good. We don't need this one. We good. We got one last year. You know, it it brings me back to the famous quote that Mike Tyson said. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And it just felt like Tampa Bay was taking the fight to Kansas City. It just felt like all the tackles, all the running, Lenny Fournette was out there just truck-sticking dudes. And it just felt like they had that passion. Like, I didn't see that dog in Kansas City at all. I didn't see that, yo, I'm, I'm coming to take your basketball. Not only are you letting me take your basketball, you let me take your food too. It was just very surprising where I didn't see. It, it was clearly apparent that the deep ball is what Kansas City wanted to do. And then when, obviously, Tampa Bay, they had their safeties damn near 30 yards down the field saying, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. we just not going to let it happen. They just had no adjustment for that. And that offensive line, whew, man. I mean, granted, you, you, you saw that um, they couldn't block. But for me, the run game and the dink and dunk game, was there, but it didn't feel like that's what Kansas City wanted to do. They were so hell-bent on saying, we want that 80-yard touchdown pass. They're not even checking for an 8-yard run, maybe a 3-yard pass, something like not as explosive where you have to slowly matriculate the ball down the field. But all in all, it was, um, I don't want to say it was a great bowl, but ironically, this is the bowl where Tom Brady has had the, the, the largest margin of victory. Isn't that weird? Now, you sit there and, and, and talk about Tom Brady. Let's talk about this brother for a second. I think the, uh, the, I think it's the Cowboys and the, the Patriots have six Super Bowl rings. Tom Brady as an individual has seven. I mean, this guy has been to 10 Super Bowls. And has seven championships. And I know now you're looking at all these shows and they're trying to talk to you about the GOAT of all athletes or is he really the GOAT? Or You know what? Let's stop. Can we stop with all the nonsense, man? Why can't Tom Brady, for right now, be known as the best quarterback playing football? He's the GOAT of quarterbacks for right now in the NFL. Stop comparing him to other sports and other leagues and saying, oh, Pat Mahomes could never be the GOAT because he lost to Tom Brady. So he lost this Super Bowl. 
He's still young and he hasn't even hit his prime yet. So how do you know he's not going to make a run? What if he makes it to 11 Super Bowls and he wins every last one of them and this one to Tom Brady is the only one that he loses? You're going to sit there and say he can't be the GOAT? Come on. And, and we're trying to say, oh, why does every debate, every comparison, whenever you talk about the GOAT, Jordan in some shape or form always makes the conversation. Like, why is that? I mean, you, it, it, they make it seem as though it's like, yo, why, why is it that, that Jordan is the only one that is capable of being the GOAT? To me, I think people need to start falling back with that. And LeBron and, and, and Jordan conversation, please, we could end that too. Everybody that loves LeBron is going to say LeBron is the greatest. Everybody that loves Jordan is going to say Jordan's the greatest. And then let let this, let sleeping dogs lie. But when you get when you get to the, back to this game, I mean, um, that dude Gronkowski. You know what you got to love about you know Rob Gronkowski? He looks like the type of dude that Saturday night. He was probably out having a good old time, having a whole bunch of brews, chilling, living life the way that Gronkowski does. And said, you know what? I'll be back here tomorrow night, win or lose, after the Super Bowl. I mean, all he took a year off, comes in, and he looks like the dude type of dude that is such a party boy. But you also got to keep in mind that he's also the same guy that is probably a party boy, but knows when it's time to show up and do your job. That's what he does, and that's what you got to appreciate about a guy like that. I mean, you're going to sit there and say, like, oh, he, he he's this and that, but when it comes time to play, he's ready to play. And that's all that really matters. And after that Leonard Fournette run, did the Chiefs not look defeated? They looked like, yo, man. I, 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 I'm, let me act like I'm trying to tackle, but I really don't want to tackle Leonard Fournette right now. Because in that second half, boy, he wasn't running out of bounds. He was looking for content. Who wants some? Because I'm going to come and give you some. But, it, you know, it, it, it was... In a nutshell, watching this game, it was still there for the taking. I just felt that Kansas City didn't have that dog in him. And... You could see the game plan that Tampa Bay had. Tony Romo mentioned it. He pretty much said that what they want to do is that they want to um, run it, screen it, and play action. And that's what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did all night. And it was very effective. How about that defensive line? Vita Vea, JPP, Shaq Barrett, Devin White. And you got a whole bunch of guys in that secondary that are like first or second year players and, 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 and rookie Antoine Winfield making that interception. I mean, the the, the Buccaneers are loaded. And Damakong Sue on that defensive line. And you don't think that Brady effect is going to say, look, I'll take a discount and go down to Tampa and get me a ring. Or I'll take a discount and stay in Tampa and get me another ring. Come on, man. What if, what if Brady could get 10 Super Bowl rings? Think about that. He's got seven. He's got a young team in Tampa. Could you imagine that? I mean, Bill Russell has 11. But in the modern day, 
with so much fluidity, so much player movement, these astronomical contracts that make it impossible for you to hold a great team together for a lot of years, for one player to have 10 championship rings, man, that's something special, man. That's something special. But um, all in all, I think this is just the beginning for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, they got some work that needs to be done. But more importantly, I just think they need to find that dog. I don't think it, 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 you know, the offensive line, yeah, but you could have, from a tactical perspective, made the proper adjustments. But it's just that dog, man. Like, that should be a lesson to everybody. Like, look, it doesn't matter if they better than you, got more skill than you, whatever than you. Like Mike Tyson said, everybody got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. So let me end this episode with a positive quote. Um, My positive quote is, everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, that means it's not the end. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.